Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are trading lower this morning following another night of losses on Wall Street. Seoul is trading down half a percent. Tokyo and Sydney are not far behind with early losses of about 0.4 percent. Investors, meanwhile, will receive fresh indications today of the impact of China's COVID-0 policy as industrial production and retail sales data are out. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Morning, Michelle. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. How about you? All right. Still tracking, uh, you know, a pretty volatile market. So still in need of more sleep, to be honest. <laughs> uh, most stocks on Wall Street fell further overnight in the first session of trade after tumbling into a bear market on Monday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped half a percent. The S&P 500 fell more than a third of a percent, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq eked out some small gains. We'll talk about what the big money is doing in just mm. a moment. It appears to be making a mad dash for the sidelines until the U.S. Federal Reserve makes an interest rate announcement tonight. But first, I want to look at some of the corporate headlines that highlight how businesses are taking different approaches when faced with such a volatile market. First company up this morning is FedEx. On a day when the markets are down, FedEx shares soared nearly 15%. So what is the delivery company, what has it done to entice investors at a time when most people are heading for the exits? Yeah, it comes down to one word. Overhaul. Ah. So FedEx has been trying to remake itself after, I guess, a backdrop of intensifying competition, pressures from margins and so on. So it has finally given some indication it's making progress and taking steps in that right direction. So there are two things here for FedEx. One is it is hiking its quarterly dividend payments by over 50%. So 53% to be exact. To $1 and 15 cents per share. And that is well above the prediction of 87 cents that was from the consensus forecast. So that's good news for investors who are looking out for returns. Also, looking for returns, I guess, long term is what FedEx is trying to do with a bit of a shakeup in terms of its board. So it is going to be including three new names among them. Amy Lane and Jim Vinner as independent directors and a third new one to be named at a later date. But what it means is um, it is finally recognizing it needs new ideas, diversity of opinions. And that is with the backing of a longtime FedEx stockholder who has been pushing for these changes, an activist shareholder of sorts. So that's a bit of a recognition that they are open to new strategies and also addressing investor concerns about how FedEx has been struggling and then maybe these new ideas, these new directors could help to steer the company into a better direction. FedEx gains were the biggest for the company in more than 35 years. So what do you make of this move to raise dividends so sharply, 53% up? Is this a strategy that other companies could be looking at taking as well? I am not sure if this is something for everyone because when it comes to the current backdrop right now where you have so much uncertainty on the horizon, the Ukraine war, supply chain disruptions, what's happening in China, some companies might be tempted to hold on to their cash flows and the cash buffers more tightly rather than to give it to their shareholders right now. So something I think we could be seeing very different approaches from different companies depending on what sectors and what fortunes they've been uh, enjoying. 
FedEx moving to shareholder-friendly action. Another company that has outperformed overnight is the software giant Oracle. Its shares closed up 10%. We talked about this on the show yesterday. Oracle is ex- reporting better-than-expected profits as companies increase their spending on cloud services. That higher spend is taking place as businesses increasingly transition to hybrid work environments. Now, the next company on my watch list this morning is the Singapore-based internet giant C. Its share price has come under substantial pressure even before this latest market sell-off. C shares down 17% over the past week and a massive 74% over the past year. How is C coping with this? Yeah, it's in a sea of trouble if you look at what's been in the headlines. It is cutting jobs. So some markets affected more than others, including Spain. Uh, It is going to be the third market it is exiting from the international scene. Also, it will be laying off jobs or cutting jobs from its food and also its shopping services. So that's another cutback in terms of ambitions when it comes to Shopee's expansion plans. If you've been following Shopee, they have been on a huge boom and expansion plans to really just go into even more markets. And if you've seen their marketing, it has been pretty much everywhere. So that could be something that could change in the coming months or even years as we see a bit of recalibration for expectations. And also, I think, as investors try to figure out if there's actually that much growth for them to price in in the first place. It is unclear yet whether the retrenchments at sea will impact staff at the global headquarters here in Singapore, but sea's headcount is definitely being reduced here in the region, as well as in Latin America and Europe with a pullout in Spain. Ryan, do you think the cost-cutting and downsizing is going to turn the tide for sea? Yeah, what's interesting is, to some extent, it was already turning. If you look at the losses in the past few quarters, they have been trimmed down, being narrowed. So in some sense, it has been getting better in terms of those numbers. Mm -hmm. But I think it is being more conservative now with the backdrop of the inflationary pressures, the hiking interest rates. And I think the uh, reset of expectations of what investors expect from these companies to do in the coming um, short term, which is to make profit and be profitable because things are getting harder and investors are you know, holding on to the cash a bit tighter and are just looking for returns earlier. So that's putting pressure on many startups and technology companies to just review their plans, their path of profitability. And I think that is also seeing them cut back on expenses. So it will help to accelerate that plan to break even. So something that is, I think good long-term because it helps them to build the fundamentals a bit more strongly. So something that will put them in a good footing, I think. Companies in the crypto space are also coming under cost-cutting pressure as the price of Bitcoin trades below 22000 US dollars. Crypto enthusiasts are talking about a so-called crypto winter, which is a dramatic term. Why don't we just call it the crypto bear mm. market, Ryan? Yeah, I could call it many things, but <laughs> it all comes down to cutting jobs again. So Coinbase Global, among them, cutting 18% of its workforce. That works out to around 1,100 jobs. So all part of what I've been talking about, ringing in costs and the volatile market conditions. We've seen how in recent days, there's been a huge market sell-off. People getting out of all the risky and speculative assets such as cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And that has had an impact on the expectations of the growth outlook for all these crypto companies. And if you 
think about it, people have been trading less as well as they go back to work, going back to usual activities, uh, and maybe the boom years of COVID-19 is now you know, past us. So cryptocurrency companies are now also recalibrating their growth projections. And I think this is an acknowledgement and recognition that you have a tougher time ahead with all the uncertainty and Coinbase citing that it is just looking at very tough market conditions. And just last month, extended its hiring freeze and says it might even have to rescind a number of offers, job offers that yeah. were already accepted. Yeah, it came under heavy criticism for rescinding job offers earlier this year, affecting 1,200. So Coinbase, the crisis at crypto, meaning Coinbase is cutting headcount by about 18% in terms of layoffs following in the steps of Gemini and BlockFi as well. New York Times puts it this way, the music has stopped for crypto, that is. It writes, crypto firms quake as prices fall. Ryan, questions mm. are increasingly being raised now about the health of the crypto ecosystem. What is your take on this? Yeah, these are very good questions being asked right now because things really just grew overnight and just you know, proliferated by such a huge, uh, such a fast pace. Um, and by the same token, it has dropped by almost the same pace. You no, know, it's gone up and down. And I think this is what's reflective of the cryptocurrency space. Things are that volatile. Mm-hmm. So as fast as it no booms, it can also drop. And you are looking at many crypto companies. You mentioned BlockFi among them. Uh, Crypto.com, headquartered in Singapore, was in the news not too long ago for you know, getting a rights to rename Staples Center and among other things. Now it's also cutting jobs. So there's something uh, a lot of the crypto bulls have to, uh, I guess, wake up to a new reality that crypto may not be enjoying the same boom years as before. Analysts estimate that as many as one in two Bitcoin holders on the Coinbase exchange are now in the red. And I've heard some traders say Bitcoin could fall as far as 12,000 US dollars per token this year. Others believe it could still rise back to the 30K level. I'll speak with a crypto trader coming up at about 10.05 this morning. We'll take a survey of the landscape and ask if NFTs can help stanch, uh, you know, can help hedge the losses in the crypto world. Now let's zoom back out again and take a look at the broader markets at the top of the show i promised that we'd chat about how the big money is reacting to the s&p 500's tumble into bear market territory so what does the data show ryan Mm. what are hedge funds and quant traders doing yeah so when it comes to big money they are getting out of the way so that pretty much sums up what the data is telling us Uh, this is based on goldman sachs group's prime brokerage data and if you look at what hedge funds have been doing they have been selling first and asking questions later in fact it's been the fastest sell-off on record over two days since monday if you look at what they're also looking at short sales of their hedge funds clients have climbed aggressively over the previous two sessions if you look at the gauge of risk appetite where they take into account bullish and bearish bets is known as gross leverage there's now sitting near five year lows. The level of risk appetite is now at five year lows. So that really shows how things have swung in just short space of time when we were talking about uh, what to expect for the coming year.
There is some potentially good news, though, for investors who have strong stomachs and are willing to buy in when others are selling. If someone buys into the markets the day after the S&P mm. 500 falls into a bear market, what does history show? What's the likely outcome? Yeah, this is according to an opinion piece. Um, so interesting point of view. Mm. So what they have uncovered is if you buy into the market when you are now, for example, in S&P 500 bear market territory, over the next 12 months, you would get a return of 22.7%. 22.7% on average. But that's a, that's, a, that's a catch. On average. It's not going to work out every time. But based on averages, that would what you might be able to expect. So things, when they go down, they would go up eventually. So you know, the name of the game sometimes is to buy low and sell high. Mm-hmm. And a very good point being made in the opinion piece as well is if you were making or buying stocks when things were going up, when things were more expensive by 20%, why not buy it when it's cheaper by 20%? So it's an interesting idea, uh, especially if you are a long-term investor. So a lot to chew on here. <laughs> Great piece. Uh, you would have benefited or made a profit 10 out of the 12 cases uh, of this happening since World War II. But don't forget, there's always those two cases. Mm. To worry about where you could be in the red. You could be in the red mm. based on those you no know, cases. So it and doesn't... that horizon, that time horizon. But and if you also, were in for the long haul, yeah, your current portfolio is also down already. So uh-huh. you have to assume that you have enough money to buy even more. All right, let's time. Uh, let's head to up or down. Speaking of portfolios, are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. Let's look at the U.S. retail brokerage, Charles Schwab. All right, I would go with a down for Charles Schwab. So it is in the news because it has to pay a fine, one hundred and eighty-seven million dollars to settle um, SEC charges that it misled robot advisor clients on its fees. Mm-mm. Charles Schwab misled investors. It's a nice way of putting it. The company's robo-advisory service appears to have charged significant fees without telling investors about this. Charles Schwab has agreed to pay a $187 million US dollar fine. Far East Orchard. Alright, Far East Orchard is an up for me and they are making a fourth investment into a student hostel in Bristol in the UK. So, uh, stepping up their game there. Indeed, Far East Orchard bullish on the student accommodation business with that plot of land in Bristol for their new hostel. So I'm going to go with up for them. Indian Cricket Broadcast. Hmm, I would go with up for Viacom 18 but down for Disney. So what's happened here is the Indian Premier League is a huge crown jewel for broadcasters, especially for the Indian market. So here you have... The rights being sold for nearly $3 billion for Viacom 18. Disney losing those rights. Yeah, I'd say it's an up for the IPL for sure. Uh, It's very interesting, though perhaps cricket fans won't be surprised. Walt Disney, Paramount and Reliance Industries are paying more than $6 billion for the rights to broadcast the Indian Premier League. That's about $15 million per match. Significantly higher, by the way, than the broadcast rights for the English Premier League. All right, in other news, Ryan, have mm. you eaten at Hong Kong's Jumbo Floating Restaurant? Oh, this takes me back to my younger days. Uh, when I was a kid, I had the luck and fortune to visit the floating restaurant. It really is quite an experience going on a ship to eat seafood. Yeah, it is almost a symbol of Hong Kong. And after half a 
tech century. 50 years, it's being towed away. So Hong Kong's jumbo floating restaurant, such a tourist attraction, but the COVID-19 pandemic ha- hasn't been good for it and it's finally closing its doors and um, it's been towed away, right? Yeah, any chance of good no floats here? <laughs> it's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> Do we have space for such a beer moth? But it looks beautiful. I wish I had an opportunity to get on it. All right, let's turn to Singapore. We're 19 minutes into the local trading day, 19 minutes past nine. The Straits Times Index tumbled another 1% yesterday to 31.08. It's now in negative territory for the year. What is a picture like this morning? Any signs yet of a rebound? All right, good news. Uh, after mm. five days of losses, we have some green on the screen, the STI. Up 0.4% at 3,121. And among the 30 constituents, only 5 in the red. Mm-hmm. And that's led by Tiny Bev down 1.5%. And looking at the top, you've got Capitaland Integrated Commercial Trust up 1.4%. Followed by CityDev, Maple Tree Logistics Trust, Maple Tree Commercial Trust, Ascenders Reed. Capo, DC, Reed, ST Engineering, all of them up at least 1%. So, good start so far. All right. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.